0: Welcome, everyone, to the NBA Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Tuesday, December 6th. Here to recap what we saw on Monday night in the association and get into the very short schedule here in the NBA tonight. Three games on the schedule, but we'll go through all those games to give out some picks, some player props, as we usually do. But joining me today to help me break down the card, you guys know him, the man on the East Coast. The newest member of the NBA Gambling Podcast crew, it's Delonte Smith. Delonte, what's going on, buddy?
1: Not much, man. Uh, Big night last night uh, with a lot of games. And, of course, we get hit with the three-game slate uh, (laughs) to, you know, get us going again. Uh, But all in all, everything's pretty good. Appreciate you having me again. Hopefully
0: we can get some winners. Yes, sir. And also joining me to help me break down the NBA betting card. You guys know him on the Tennis Gambling Podcast, the WNBA Gambling Podcast, NFL Gambling Podcast. Of course, here on the NBA Gambling Podcast, the man that does it both on and off the court for SGPN, to Scott Studio Reichel. Scott, what's going on, my man?
2: Nothing much. Looking forward to going through today's card. Uh, Know definitely that there are some interesting games yesterday. Uh, Hopefully, you have a couple interesting games today. We're not sure because there's let's just say less of a chance that you're going to have some insane games tonight because you just have less games. So we'll yeah. see what happens. Uh, the Lakers Cavs game should be fun. We'll get into it in a little bit, but looking forward to breaking down the card.
0: Yeah. Interesting. Light that night, I'm sorry, last night. Um, I didn't have the greatest night as far as side uh, my lock and dog way last night. Transparency. Try to be uh, here on the NBA gambling podcast. I um, had the Bucks. Uh, on the road they look good early good look good at halftime but kind of fumbled the bag in the fourth quarter uh magic hit some clutch shots down the stretch they kept it within the number bucks get the outright victory but don't cover the number and then i took the suns last night they just didn't even have a chance as soon as that ball got tipped off in dallas last night so not a great night for me i know we had some people barking at me last night uh about my picks but when you go 18-3 and three since Wednesday, um, you're due for some regression, but it, it is what it is. Um, the start, and I know Terrell, I think Terrell had, I think he took the Thunder last night on the money line. I think that easily cashed for him. forgot what his lock was, but I, I think it was a winner for him as well. But uh, last night, Scott, let me start with you. Takeaways from last night. Uh, anything that kind of stood out to you or anything that you want to get off your chest about last night?
2: So I think the main thing that I'm going to start off with is actually going to be a game that you lost on Munaf yesterday, but it's got to be that the Mavericks look like they try harder against the Suns than any other team in the league, because I don't think the Mavericks are very good, and we've roasted them for the entire season for it, and yet even dating back to Game 6 and Game 7 last year in the playoffs... The Mavericks are just trying to kill the Suns every time they play, and there's really just no way around it. And the Suns did win the first game this season. They were down like 20 at the half, and they came back and won the game. But still, Dallas just seems to be a really, really bad matchup for Phoenix, and there's nothing they can really do about it. And Dallas once again came out, got out to an early lead, this time didn't blow it. But one of my main takeaways was that Dallas, for some reason against Phoenix, they just own them and I'm not really sure what Phoenix is going to do mentally to even be able to get back on track here because Booker had like 11 points. He did nothing. Luka had 30 and changed in three quarters, and Dallas dominated, but that was kind of my main takeaway from the actual games from a side perspective. My main takeaway from the overall just players and overall landscape of the league was the fact that I'd say two things. One, I might have been a little bit hard on Andrew Nemhard in college at Gonzaga. Yeah. I mm-hmm. thought that he wasn't very good in college. I thought he was overrated at Gonzaga, but I don't know what the hell happened last night. But Nemhard lost his mind and he had himself a hell of a game and they ended up beating the Warriors uh, just to go through Nemhard's stat line really, really quickly. Mm-hmm. Once again, just a second round pick. But if you go through the actual numbers here, he played like a top-five pick because he had 31 points, 13 assists, 8 rebounds, and he made 5 threes. And he was amazing yesterday for Indiana, so that was kind of one shocker, so to speak. My other takeaway, not to take too much time, is Embiid, uh, simply put, he just doesn't rebound anymore, and I don't really know why. Uh, For the last couple of weeks, Embiid has just... Really been a horrible rebounder. And the game went to double overtime. Embiid's still at 39 points, so I know that he's healthy. But you're going through the actual numbers here for Embiid, and he just has not rebounded the ball well lately. And he has had nine rebounds or less in four of the last five games. Uh, The one exception, he had 11 rebounds in 41 minutes against Memphis. But I don't really know what it is, but Embiid is just not rebounding the ball. And I feel like that's been one kind of – Underrated storyline that I've been keeping an eye on that I feel like not anybody's talking about.
0: I was obviously I was watching this game last night because it was against the Rockets, when it's double overtime, which made it even more exciting. Does something just seem off to you about this team that maybe a blow-up is coming between James Harden and Joel Embiid? Yeah,
2: uh, I I feel like it's full. It's a little bit tricky to judge now because you're still waiting for Maxi to come back, and you still have a lot of talent, and you're hoping it works out. I don't think they're going to win anything with this roster. And I said this during the offseason. I I just figured when you kept Doc Rivers as your head coach, you kind of just signed your own death certificate at some point during the playoffs. Harden looked awful last night. He was 4-for-19. It was his first game back in about a month. So I'm not going to give him too much crap for it. But still, I don't think they're good enough to win a title. So you can interpret that however you want. If that means you should blow it up, then I guess you should blow it up. But we know Embiid... Is the player that you kind of have to hold on to the longest? Yeah. Harden took less money to come back. He's clearly not the player that he used to be. He probably will never be that player again, Mm -hmm. but he took a discount. So there you go. You can see what you can get, you know, what he's going to get in free agency. Do I think that Philly's going to re sign him? I don't think so, or I don't think they should, uh, but we'll see what happens. To answer your question, though, they should blow it up. Because they're not good enough, but I don't think they're going to.
0: Jelante, same question about Sixers. And then any other takeaways you want to also mention? Yeah, with the Sixers, um, it's kind of hard
1: to judge because I think that Harden and Maury got this little BFF bond going on. So I'm not sure if he'll be willing to, you know, moving on from Harden would be admitting that he made a bad decision. And I'm not sure he is going to do that right away. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, like Scott was saying, like it's clearly not working. I mean, I was higher on Philly coming in simply because I thought that they would have a lot more depth and continuity together, uh, being that they would have a full offseason together. Um, Maxie was turning the corner. Um, I thought the addition of the two free agent pieces that they got with Milton um, and uh, P.J. Tucker. Was it P.J. Tucker? Yeah, P.J. Tucker. Yeah. I thought yeah, that they would Tucker. add some, some grit to the team. Uh, But obviously, I mean, it's just not working out right now. Uh, Yeah, man, I just, I don't know if Maury's going to be able to bite that bullet and move on from Harden. Just not quite yet. Uh, But I mean, we've seen stranger stranger things happen uh, in the NBA. And um, as far as last night, uh, I mean, it was a great game between Boston and Toronto. Um, Boston fell down early, uh, got back. Uh, I think that, I think they're just, just a machine uh, I don't even think I wouldn't even look at back in Boston I mean back in uh like anybody against Boston they're just fading them yeah yeah they're just that they're just that good and Toronto's good really good at home mm-hmm.
2: um it was one quarter basically yeah. I mean Boston basically, that's the, Toronto yeah. by that's 17 it. in the third yep. quarter and that was the yeah. game
1: yeah that's it and um like you were saying like Scott was saying with uh with Indiana I thought that was really imp- a really impressive win um by them uh, Nimhard, yeah, I wasn't high on Nimhard either. His brother's probably still better than he is right now, but, um, that's another discussion. Uh, other than that, man, uh, Dallas steam Dallas just owns, uh, Phoenix, like Scott was saying. Um, Memphis got it done without Ja. That was pretty impressive to me, uh, even though they generally do play well without him. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, man, that's, that's about it. Atlanta still sucks.
0: Yeah. A lot of, um, Okay, yeah. Upsets. Obviously, last night, Rockets yep. outright winner. Uh, OKC. I think was their six point underdog winner.
2: Oh, I forgot to mention. By the way, the biggest shocker was Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. Yeah, I forgot to bring Forgot to mention I forgot to mention it And hit to the
0: game too. winner, but. Yeah. but only winning by two points. So
2: they, 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 they didn't cover, but they yeah, they, yeah. they, they might have been a big parlay piece for some people on the money line. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. they were they were like covering you know. Throughout the game, but it got down to
0: that third quarter again.
1: Yeah, like Kawhi and uh, PG had that little stretch where they both were on the bench. I don't know why Lou does that, but he sits them both. I mean, maybe you know injury stuff, but um, yeah, Charlotte got hot. Uh, Rozier put up a big quarter. Um, Mm. So, yeah, but I mean, you know, when they're on the court together, they do look good. It's just at the end of games, you can tell that they're not used to playing with each other because they're kind of looking at each other like, oh, who should take this shot? Like, I don't know, you know, if I should do it or not. And then Kawhi just was like, you know, forget it. I'll take it. And he hits it. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, uh, interesting night. Last night, definitely in the NBA. You live and you learn and uh, move on to the next night. And tonight, three games on the schedule here tonight, guys. Um, why don't we just get right into it here. First game on the schedule. It's the game of the night uh, here is going to be on uh, TNT. It's going to be the Los Angeles Lakers in uh, Cleveland to take on the Cleveland Cavaliers. It's going to be a 730 Eastern start. Um Looking at the opening lines for this game, I'm currently seeing that the Cleveland Cavaliers opened up as a a four-and-a-half-point home favorite. Uh, That number has pretty much stayed the course at four-and-a-half over on win Bed. Total is currently sitting at, uh, let's see
2: here. It's it's going up. I know that it's mostly 225-and-a-half, 226 at the moment, but I I think think it opened up at like 224.
0: Yeah, 224 up to 226 likes yeah. God meant 225, now 226. I'm starting to see pop up as well. Uh, take a look at the injury report here, gentlemen. Um, for the Lakers, Anthony Davis and LeBron will be playing in this game. They're officially both probable, but I think LeBron already came out and said that he will play on Tuesday. Uh, other than that, pretty clean injury report for the Lakers. For the Cleveland Cavaliers, Jared Allen is officially questionable here tonight. He has a lower back contusion. Uh, Isaiah Mobley is out. This game and Dean Wade, we know it's going to be missing about two to three weeks for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, Delonte, let me start with you on this game. The Lakers put together uh back-to-back wins uh, in their last couple games here. It went into Milwaukee on Friday, got a very, very impressive victory there behind mm-hmm. a 55 point effort from the uh, from Anthony Davis and they also went into Washington and got the victory there 131 19 but now they go to Cleveland to take on a Cleveland Cavaliers team that has been really good so far this season at home. Uh, what are you thinking about this game. Uh man,
1: I just want to say whenever we had that uh that one game slate when we were talking about we were giving out futures. I think we mm-hmm. started the Lakers must have been watching and they heard us because they've been a machine since then. They heard you, yeah, yeah man. <laughs> since they, hey, you 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 were telling a little bit, you, you kind of like were in between, but it yeah. was like all right, I, I'll just I'll just go with it. But yeah, I I I like the Lakers. Um honestly, uh last matchup, uh Cavs won and covered. Uh they were five and a half point row favorites. It was 114-110. Uh, Both teams pretty much struggled uh, shooting. I think uh, both teams were under 30% from three. Uh, But matchup-wise, I think that the Lakers might have an advantage if um, Allen is out, and you say he's still probable. Or he's still probable or questionable. He's a uh, questionable officially. He, yeah, so I like him even more if um, if Allen's ruled out because the Lakers like to you know shoot. Well, they like to take a lot of shots at the rim. 42 percent of their shots are taken at the rim, highest in the NBA. And um, with Allen out, it just puts more on Mobley. And Mobley is a good defender, but I'm not sure he's going to be able to withstand Davis and LeBron coming at him like consecutively like back to back because they're going to be ready for this game, especially, you know, LeBron coming back home. Um, And Mobley struggled in the last meeting. Also, he was uh, five points two for seven with seven rebounds. Um, So I like the Lakers. Uh, They've been playing better as you alluded to seven, two and one last 10 ATS, Um, a little bit of contrast in styles. Lakers surprisingly, they like to get up and down. I was looking at the numbers uh, earlier and I seen that they were third in pace so which is you know possessions per 48 minutes whereas uh cleveland is 30th in pace so it's going to be interesting to see who dictates what and how they do it um something to notice about lebron returning to cleveland uh 17 and 2 straight up versus the calves 33.3 points per game 7.3 rebounds a game 7.5 assists per game as a laker and he has one triple double uh in those six games so uh Love LeBron tonight. I would sprinkle something on that triple double. I know we ain't talked about props yet, but definitely we'll be looking at some LeBron stuff. Um and yeah, man, I like the Lakers. Uh, you know, getting a little bit over a possession. Uh yeah, I, I would I would be on the Lakers pretty much.
0: Yeah, Lakers also um have been giving it up inside the paint as well. Over the last five games, they've allowed 58.8 points Mm -hmm. inside the paint here. So if Jared Allen's able to go, you know, even I mean, more power to the Cleveland Cavaliers here. But um, Scott, what are you thinking about this game between the Lakers and the Cleveland Cavaliers?
2: I think this one looks very, very trappy. And I really don't know how to feel about it because Cleveland wins the first game on the road by 14. But you look through the actual numbers in that game, And Cleveland attempted 15 more uh, free throws. Cleveland attempted 36 free throws in the first meeting. They made 32 of them. So they really were just dominant at getting to the foul line. Uh, They won the rebounding battle by five. AD only had 19 points. Uh, LeBron at 27. And, yeah, uh, Lakers, once again, couldn't shoot from the outside. That part hasn't changed. The only difference is Anthony Davis going up a level. And Davis has had at least 44 points in each of the last two games. Do I think Cleveland can guard him? No. I think they have a better chance of guarding him if Jared Allen plays. I guess the question is, do I think that LeBron and AD are good enough? Well, and Westbrook, because he's actually been better lately. Do mm-hmm. I think those three are good enough to overcome the complete lack of supporting cast that the Lakers have against a very good team? I'm not sure. I really don't know. And Cleveland's been really good at home. So if you want to follow the home road splits, uh, the Lakers have been, let's just say, a bit underwhelming on the road. And I'm being kind of generous when I say that. But the Cavs have been incredible at home. I find it interesting, though, that the spread's only four when Cleveland beat them on the road by 14 with everyone playing a couple weeks ago. So I find that interesting. But Cleveland's 10-1 and one at home. Lakers are 4-6 and six on the road. They did beat Milwaukee, though, on the road by four. So I guess you can throw that in there. I like the over as my favorite play. I'm just going to back the line movement here, especially when the first meeting lands 214 and money's coming on the over at 224 and 225, and now you're at 226. Mm -hmm. I'm expecting a lot of points. I think that AD and LeBron will play well. I think that the Cavs should also have some success offensively. So the side I might just pass on because I think it's a little bit tricky, but I will go with the over. I will back the line movement because the Lakers have been involved in a lot of high-scoring games lately. Each of Los Angeles' last um trying to see if it's uh, last five games or if it goes beyond that, but sorry, let me just pull this up. Uh, each of the Lakers' last five games have had at least 231, and yeah. I think that that's pretty telling of what kind of defense they're playing right now and how good the offense is. I'm going with the over. I think you'll see a lot of points. There's a lot of great star power on the, on the court.
0: Yeah. Lakers have scored at least 115 or more points in the last five games. Like Scott mentioned, uh, they've scored 125 or more in four of the last five games as well. So uh, offense is definitely clicking on all cylinders and their team, you know, like we talked about that likes to play with pace and getting up and down the floor. So I think that continues here tonight and, you know, Scott, what you just mentioned about those numbers exactly what I was looking at as well. The free throw to uh discrepancy. Also, it wasn't just like it wasn't a great shooting night um, for the Lakers two weeks ago when these two teams faced off in L.A. Uh, that team that game still produced 214 points, um, and I think this Lakers team has improved over the last two weeks. I know they haven't played the greatest competition, but you know we keep talking about how they got the victory against Portland. As well, I mean Portland's it hasn't been a a a rollover team this season, despite the injuries that they've been dealing with, but going into Milwaukee, getting a victory there. uh, You could have easily laid down and lay uh, arrested guys against the Washington and the wizards, but they didn't do that. They are going to be on a back-to-back here. So this might be the game where they kind of want to go. I think, get up. I think LeBron obviously was going to play in this game because they're not on a
2: back-to-back. They played on uh, Sunday.
0: No, no, I mean tomorrow. They play tomorrow. Oh,
2: sorry. My bad. Yeah. Yeah. I I thought you meant the wizards game. Sorry.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, Lakers are, are going to be on a back-to-back tomorrow night, so I should have clarified, uh, in Toronto. So, I, you know, obviously LeBron being back in Cleveland, he's going to want to play in Cleveland and, and maybe takes the night off tomorrow, both AD good tomorrow. So I'm with Delonte. I'll lean with the uh, Lakers here as well. But uh, I, I 100% agree with well what you're saying. Scott, about the over in this game. Uh, obviously, money coming in on the over, and the Lakers just being a, a offensive juggernaut, and especially playing with pace. I think that we'll see better shooting from both teams here tonight, and then paint uh, success inside the paint for both of these teams, actually. So uh, look for some easy baskets, and, and a lot of points to be scored here tonight. Uh, let's talk about some player props here. Delonte, anything that you do like in this game as far as player props?
1: Uh, LeBron, over. I think it's tw- – seen 25-and-a-half. Uh, with yeah. just a little bit of juice on it, it's like 113, 114, not too bad. Uh, I would definitely go over in that. Read the numbers off uh, earlier with him against the uh, Cavs as a um, as a Laker. Um, it's not up yet, but I would look at Lonnie Walker three-point makes. Um, usually yeah. it's, uh, it's like right around one and a half, two. Um, I see like, a one
0: and a half minus 150, sorry.
1: Yeah, that's a little bit too juicy. Uh, i I try to find an alternate and just put two. Um, Worst-case scenario, you push... But uh, I think he'll hit three or more. He He's actually hit two or more in eight of the last ten. Um, and uh, as far as on the calf side, we'll look at – mo if um, if Allen doesn't play, I will look at Mobley double-double. He's had a double-double in um, four of the last five, and he was in foul trouble in one of those games, so he only played uh, 23 minutes. So mm-hmm. I will look for him to have a double-double as well.
2: I see that plus um, 105.
1: Yeah. I like that if if Allen doesn't if Allen plays I think it goes uh, up a little bit more because they'll be relying on Allen to get you know a lot of rebounds yeah um, but I think Mobley will uh will have a good night tonight especially with him struggling um, last last game Kevin Love rebounds also I looked at that uh, he's had seven or more in nine of the last 11 um, I, I think you know he'll get up to play against LeBron of course former teammates Um that's about it as far as the props. Another thing I wanted to add to uh, to what you guys were saying about the over, uh, six of the last ten for Lakers have went over, eight of the last ten have went under for the Cavs. So like it's whoever's gonna dictate the pace is probably gonna win the game. So I'm leaning to the Lakers. So I would be with you, Scott, on the over. Um, they just they can't guard anybody. They won't be able to you know withstand Garland and Mitchell. So uh, yeah, just give me um. I'm with you on the over, and as far as props, LeBron over 25-and-a-half, and And, uh, second one, i take Mobley double-double.
0: All right. Uh, Scott, any player props for this game? I know he
2: wasn't great in the first meeting, but it's pretty tough to uh, not take an over with Anthony Davis right now in terms of points. Uh, You're just looking at the numbers. Once again, he scored 99 points in the last two games combined. That's Mm -hmm. something you don't see that often. AD has been... Truth that if you really go through the last two games, he's looked like arguably the best player in the league. He's just been that good. And I don't think Cleveland can guard him. And Jared Allen, we said, is questionable. He hasn't played in about two weeks. So even if he does play, your first action in two weeks is against Anthony Davis. Like, good luck to you. It's going to be a pretty tough matchup no matter what. I'd look for his overs. Uh, LeBron, I do think, should have a good game. I think there's a good chance that at least one of them go over, probably both. But if you bet both the point total overs for LeBron and AD, worst case is you're probably splitting. That's like worst case. I don't know how both go under unless the Lakers get absolutely blown out. But I do think if you want to look for props here, I thought about maybe Westbrook double-double, but it's a little bit tricky since he's still coming off the bench to actually find odds on it. But I don't know if I actually want to take it anyway. Do you see odds on that? Because it's pretty difficult to find with him coming off the bench.
0: Yeah, not yet. Uh, maybe closer to game time, or I don't even see any props for him. Yeah, because yeah, like you're right. You're right because he's coming off the bench. The books usually wait closer to game time before they release like the bench player props.
2: Yeah, but I thought about Westbrook double double. If you can find that at some point, Uh, the assist numbers have been really good ever since he came off the bench. He's had at least eleven assists in each of the last two games. Uh, We've seen the Lakers be involved in a lot of high scoring games, so you're expecting a lot of points to be scored. But I think it's mostly just Davis and LeBron. It's the Lakers. You know that they're still extremely top-heavy, which is why I think the roster is still flawed as a whole. It's why they're probably going to end up trading the, those two first-round picks because they really don't have much of a supporting cast right now. Mm-hmm. But I'll just go with LeBron and AD. I'm not going to reinvent the wheel. Give me the two best players on the court to play the best of anybody on the court.
0: Yeah, I, I'd look at LeBron uh, PRA in this game. uh yeah. I think that he would have a, a big night being back at home. I think that's just a narrative in this game for LeBron. Um, currently seeing that number. At- By the
2: way, triple-double for LeBron is C around 15-1. to one? I'll
0: take it. I'll yeah, take it. I like that too. 40-and-a-half uh, is his PRA. 40-what-and-a-half? Um, 40-and-a-half for points, rebounds, and assists for LeBron.
1: Oh, yeah, he's been killing that over uh, – I think he's – what is he, 33-7? He is 47 uh, PRA uh, – as a Laker against the Cavs, so the number seems a little short.
0: Yeah. Uh, anything else for this game, guys? Yeah. Um, it, yeah, not really. yeah, not really. Yeah, not really. we got to mention in the chat about the double-double for Russ. It's at plus 340, Scott. Okay. Cool. Yep. All right, let's get over to the next game of the night. It's going to be the Detroit Pistons uh, heading down to South Beach take on the Miami Heat, uh, looking at the lines for this game. Uh, Miami Heat did play last night. And uh, currently seeing this line at 8.5 right now over on win bet in favor of the Miami Heat. Uh, Total is at 221.5. Looking at the injury report, uh, don't expect a lot of guys for Miami. Maybe guys like Jimmy Butler, who did play last night, to play in this back-to-back. But, again, keep your eye on that. Injury report for the Miami Heat. Uh, for the Detroit Pistons, uh, usual suspects on the injury report. We know Cade Cunningham is out, and also Isaiah Livers is out for this game as well. Last night, the Miami Heat did take an L in Memphis, so they are on a travel situation here for, the, uh, for this game. one 93 loss against the Memphis Grizzlies. So they'll be traveling back from Memphis to Miami for this game. Uh, Scott, let me start with you on this game. Detroit 8.5-point road underdogs in South Beach here tonight, taking on the Miami Heat.
2: I find this game particularly annoying because of the fact that Miami, you never know who's actually going to play in any given game. I assume that half the team would miss the game, but then they lost to Memphis, and I'm not sure if they really want to potentially punt both games of a back-to-back, so I'm not exactly sure what the minute distribution is going to be for Miami You never know what the minute distribution is going to be. But I can guarantee you if they beat Memphis, nobody would be playing in this game. So we'll see what happens. But I'm taking Detroit. I can't take Miami, lying eight and a half. They really have not been a great cover team up to this point. I know that they're allegedly at full strength now because Jimmy Butler's played a couple games and Heroes played games. And you get my point, but now we don't know who's going to play. So we're back to where we started. I'm going to take Detroit plus the points. They're not a good team. At all. They're terrible on the road. I get it. But I'm not laying eight and a half with Miami on a back-to-back with travel while they might be missing some of their best players. I can't do it on principle. Detroit's been a good offensive team. They've been a bit feisty lately, and I'm hoping they can show something in this game. But I do think Miami being favored by this much without having absolute certainty that Butler and Hero and company are all playing uh, is just crazy to me. It's Detroit or pass, as far as I'm concerned.
0: I'm with you there as well. Uh, Miami so far this season, 8-15-1 overall against the spread at home this season. 3-8-1 and against the spread. And in situations where they are favored at home, 3-7-1 and are the Miami Heat. And on back-to-back situations, I'll throw that out there as well. 1-3 against the spread. Uh, and they're two and two uh, on the total um, when they are on back-to-back situations. And look, this Detroit team has has been feisty despite them not having Cade Cunningham. And I know they recently just got Jaden Ivey back. I think the more surprise for me has been how well Killian Hayes has been playing for this team. He's improved a lot from year over year for the uh, Detroit Pistons, and he stepped up in big ways in a lot of these games for the uh, Detroit Pistons. So, uh, you know, you got uh, Bogdanovich back a couple games ago as well. You got Isaiah Stewart back as well. Um, so I'm with you. I like the Pistons here, plus eight and a half. I have the think this seems like a lot of points here uh, for a Miami Heat team that has been struggling um, covering games at home at least uh, so far this season. Delonte, what do you like for this game as far as the side, and then we'll get over to the total, uh, if you also want to chime in for the total. But what do you guys for the side here uh, for this Um, game? As far, I'll be
1: sitting this out, but I would probably lean to Miami. I mean, no, I don't have any strong conviction about it. Um, They are returning home from a four-game road trip where they went two and two straight up and ATS. Uh, The road trip can be maybe a bit exaggerated because they played the Celtics twice on back-to-back nights. So... Mm. You know, only three cities in, in you know, four games. But, um, yeah, I, I think it's going to be a slower-paced game. Both teams are bottom six in uh, points per possession. Uh, Detroit, they, I mean, like, like you guys have mentioned, they don't do anything well other than get to the free-throw line. Um, they, they're first in free-throw rate. Outside of that, um, I don't have any strong conviction about it. Like, I, I won't be playing it, but I would just lean to Miami thinking that they'll just suffocate Detroit defensively. Um, especially if those guys are in and, uh, there's seventh in points per possessions allowed. So, not sure if Detroit will be able to get the ball going and they already can't shoot. So, I mean, if this, if Bogdanovich has a bad night, I mean, it could be like maybe 15, 20 point victory for Miami. But, uh, nothing I would put my money on. Uh, I would, I would lean to the under also. Okay. Um, and, uh, yeah, one of my favorite—I know we ain't talking about prop shit. But one of my favorite props is—I stole this one from you, Munov—is the Ivy over one and a half TOs. Like yeah. he's went over eight of the last ten, mm-hmm. and Miami is um, third enforcing defensive turnovers. So I mean that's like a you know that's like a home run to me when I see those numbers. Uh, so that's one of my favorite props. I will be on that. It's kind of hard to find, but it does uh, a couple books do post it. So just search around, try to find a one and a half. I would even take two two and a half, because uh, I think they're going to put some pressure on him, and uh, he's he'll be handling the ball a lot. I mean, they don't have a lot of ball handlers, so yeah, uh, I'll look at that prop for sure. Um, but as for the game, I'll be staying away from it. I would lean to Miami and um, and the under.
0: Yeah, I see a two and a half as far as Jaden Ivey's turnovers um, for tonight. Take minus, yeah, minus 140. Uh, Scott, uh, total, and then if you have any player props in this game.
2: So I'm going to go with the under as well. And I'm leaning to Detroit, but uh, there's been a bunch of money on the under. Uh, I know the line opened up, I believe, around like 223, 224, I think, and now it's down to 221. So there's been a lot of line movement towards the under. I'm not sure if that's because of what Delante just said, which is Miami's defense is just going to put the clamps down on Detroit, or if the argument is we don't know who the hell is going to play for Miami, but we think we have a good idea, and it probably doesn't involve a couple of key pieces, which is why the, which is why the line has dropped a couple points, either or. I'm going to lean to the under as well. I know Detroit's had some high-scoring games, but I do think that Miami defensively should be up to the task. That You have to worry about fatigue, but I feel like that's going to contribute to an under, actually, because Miami might try to play slower because they don't want to run up and down the court in a back-to-back, and I think that could result in one really, really ugly quarter, probably the fourth quarter, where you're yeah. just going to see no mm-hmm. pace at all, a lot of short jump shots, and the game basically dies. So I'd lean to the under based on the line movement. As for the props, there's one prop that I do like, and it's kind of a sneaky one. It's going to be on Detroit point guard Killian Hayes, and I like him over five and a half assists at around minus 115. Uh, he's had at least six assists in each of the last five games. He's getting a lot of playing time because Cade's still hurt, and Miami is allowing 26.1 assists per game, which ranks tied for 21st in the league. But Hayes has quietly been pretty good at being a facilitator. <laughs> five and a half, I think, is too low of a number for a guy who, once again, has had six plus in five straight. I'll take the over on Killian Hayes' assist.
0: Yeah, he's been. Uh, I like. I mean, I talked about it uh, earlier that he's been playing really well so far this season.
2: He's not a great shooter, but he passes well. So
0: yeah, um, and he's kind of had to fill that role, like you mentioned, right? Because Kate is injured, and like you mentioned, he's had at least six assists. In five straight games, um, he's had a, eight or more assists in three out of the last five games as well for the um, Detroit Pistons. So definitely like that as well. I was looking at Isaiah Stewart uh, rebounds. I think I want to continue back in that as well uh, ever since he's come back for this Pistons team. He has – I know we fell one point short of that double-double oh, last man. week, Delonte. You and I were talking about that. Man. Um
1: but you hit yours, though. You hit your same game parlay.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: um, yeah. I missed it by that. That's it.
0: Yeah. Uh, so I think those were the couple that I was looking at. Obviously, no player props yet for well, – actually, they do have Jimmy Butler player props listed and Kyle Lowry and Tyler Hero out there. So What, what were you, you looking some, for for Stewart? Uh, his rebounds.
2: I see 7.5 at yeah, minus that's yeah. what, that's,
0: 15. That's what I see, too. And yeah, Double like Double that.
2: is plus 390.
0: Not a bad price. All i concerned is about him getting points yeah yeah all right uh anything else for this game guys before we get to the last game of the night
1: uh bagley i like bagley uh over points i think i've seen 12 12 and a half mm. um on his point season went over seven of the last eight no real force inside for um for miami minus bam but bam's more perimeter oriented as far as defensively he's not he is a rim protector but with stewart and bagley both banging on the inside they could wear him down a little bit um so i like bagley over uh 12 and a half
0: points all right, before we get over to uh, the last game of the night, let me tell you guys about our presenting sponsor. That's going to be WinBet. If you're ready to win money and boost your odds, WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips. Whether win rewards on WinBet. If you're looking to get involved in the same, sorry, same game parlay, WinBet is your home with your WinBet. Build your own Bet letting you customize the way you want to make it. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. And WinBet has what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet 100 to win 100. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offers have to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com must be 21 years or older and present in the state where play-through WinBet is available if you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1 800 522 4700. Roster brought to you by Dave. With the holidays around the corner, you might be wondering how you're going to be able to make ends meet and shower your loved ones with gifts. Dave can help you get out of a pinch so you can enjoy the holiday season. If you're living paycheck to paycheck or struggling to make ends meet, the holidays may be a really stressful time for you. But Dave, you can get your money sooner. So you can spend more time enjoying the holidays with your loved ones, not having to worry about how much money you have to get through the week. Dave is a banking app that can help you get up to five hundred dollars instantly with extra cash. With Dave, there's no interest, late fees, or credit checks. There's more money to buy those last-minute gifts and catch up on bills without having the without having to wait for your next paycheck. You can finally tackle those expenses that you've been stressing out about, and without any hang-ups. So if you're in a pinch and you need some extra help. Download Dave and think of it as a helping hand from the future you. So all you got to do is uh, download the Dave app from the App Store right now or go to Dave.com slash SGPN. Sign up for an extra cash account and get up to $500 instantly. For terms and conditions, go to Dave.com legal. Instant transfers, freeze applied, banking service provided by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. All right, gentlemen, last game of the night, and that's going to be the second game of the doubleheader on TNT. That's going to be the Dallas Mavericks going to the Mile High City to take on the Denver Nuggets. Uh, currently seeing that this line opened up minus 4.5 in favor of the Denver Nuggets. Uh, that number has to say the course at 4.5. Total opened up at 223. This number is uh, been bet down by half a point. To 222.5. Uh, looking at the injury report for both of these teams, Dallas, of course, is on the back to back. Like I mentioned, uh, they played uh, at home last night against the Phoenix Suns, where they took care of business. For the Denver Nuggets, uh, KCP is officially questionable on the injury report. Uh, Jeff Green is also questionable. Michael Porter Jr. has been ruled out for this game as well. Um, Dallas. On back-to-back situations so far this season, they are 0-3-1 against the spread and 3-1 uh, towards the over, uh, but they just haven't been able to cover a lot of games so far this season. 7-15-1 overall against the spread. They're 3-7 on the road against the spread. They're 1-2 as road underdog so far this season. Um, and they are, like I mentioned, 0-3-1 with no rest, and they are 3-1 towards the over on back-to-back nights. Not sure if we're expecting Luka to play here tonight. I don't think he's played in a lot of the back-to-back games so far this season for the Dallas Mavericks, but Delonte, let me start with you on this game. Dallas Mavericks headed to the Denver Nuggets to take on the Nuggets. Do you think this is a letdown spot for them after the victory against Phoenix, or do you think they'll stay competitive in this game?
1: And I really do think it's a letdown spot, and I think that you hit it right on the head with the Luka um, playing on the back-to-back. I took it overnight at four, four and a half, bo- both both. We're out there. I took a four, but four and a half is more than uh reasonable. Just thinking that maybe Luca won't play. And even if he does, I still like Denver in this matchup. Um they won the last matchup uh ninety eight, ninety seven, uh as a ten and a half point underdog. Luke, uh not Luca, um Joker and Murray both were out. I think that was during the little COVID thing that they had going on. Mm-hmm. Uh Luca struggled. He twenty well, to his standards, he struggled. Twenty two, nine, and eight. Uh Berton shipped in fifteen points. Um I think that this will be uh, much like the Lakers in the Cleveland game, it depends on who dictates the the pace. Because Denver, they like to run their first in transition points uh, per possession. Uh, They have uh, six of the last eight games have went uh, over. Well, no, I'm sorry. Six of the last eight games for Denver, I mean for Dallas, have went under. Okay. So um, it's going to be a contrast to styles. Uh, And we all know that um, Dallas, they like to slow it down. Um, They like to have Luka with the ball in his hand. Um, They do have some elite lineups. Dallas does uh, two of the top five ranked lineups and points per possession. Uh, It's a small sample size, only like 102 possessions, but they're starting to get something with Josh Green uh, and Maxi Kleber in the lineup with uh, Luka and uh, Christian Wood point uh, plus 37.4 point differential uh, with that lineup on the floor. Um, and another lineup that they have that's pretty effective is Luca, Dorian Finney-Smith, uh, Tim Hardaway Jr., Powell, and uh, Spencer Dinwiddie. So those two lineups are pretty good when they're on the floor. They just Jason Kidd just doesn't play them as much. I have no idea why. I'm pretty sure he has the same access to the data that we have, so I'm not sure what he's seeing in there. And like Scott mentioned at the top of the show, uh, Dallas is a bit of a fraud, uh, 29th in and, um, and win differential, meaning that, it's games won versus expected to win. They're negative two point three in that, so a bit of a fraud. The Minnesota Vikings of the NBA, uh, if you you know if you want to say that. Uh, but I like Denver here. Uh, I think that Joker will kill inside. Jamal Murray's been playing a lot better, twenty plus points in six of the last eight. Um, Michael Porter Jr. being out, I'm pretty sure they're accustomed to it. Yeah. So uh, I like Denver here uh, to cover the small number. Uh,
0: Scott, uh, thoughts on the side here.
2: For me, I'm going to go with Denver as well. It's really, really annoying when you have a team on a back-to-back, but the first game was a blowout, and you don't really have to use the starters for any of the fourth quarter because they're still going to be tired, but they're not going to be as tired because Luca only played 29 minutes. But it's with travel, and it's altitude, and it's a back-to-back. So I don't think it's a great spot for Dallas. Even though a lot of the starters didn't need to play the fourth It was still a high-scoring game. There was a lot of pace in that game, which was a bit unexpected. But I do think fatigue is going to play a factor. You uh, mentioned before that Aluka has not played many back-to-backs this season. Uh, He actually has not played a single back-to-back this season because Dallas has only had two back-to-backs. Actually, he's played one. He played a back-to-back on October 29th, October 30th. And then there was another one, November 15th, November 16th, and he did not play the 16th. So he split the actual participation in those back-to-backs. But with altitude, I'm not exactly sold on the, I'd say, certainty that Luka's going to have a great game. I think that there's a good chance that Denver could potentially clamp him up, which sounds very difficult because Luka, of course, we know is a great player. But you can go through Luka's numbers against Denver, and he's really not been that great at scoring, at least efficiently, against Denver in his career. Uh, Donzich has scored less than 29 points in 10 of his 13 career meetings against Denver. And Donzich has scored less than 24 points in five of the last six meetings against Denver. And his player prop was 32 and a half. So I guess on principle, I'm leaning to the under there. I know it sounds dangerous, like don't try this at home, but I kind of like the Luka (laughs) under 32 and a half because... I just think that the number's too high based on what we've seen historically, yeah. which is that Denver really sends a lot of double teams at Luka. And you look at the assist numbers for Luka against Denver, he just walks into 11 assists every time they play. It's really yeah. crazy how good he is at passing the ball against this team. Denver's going to pretty much take the anybody but a Luka beat us philosophy. I like Luka assists over, I think I'm leaning points under. But I will go with Denver to win this game, and I think they'll win comfortably. They lost their last two games on the road. They gave up 38 points to Jose Alvarado. I got to assume <laughs> Malone yelled at the entire team for that defensive performance. <laughs> yeah. I think it's a nice bounce back spot for Denver. I'll take Denver, but I do think that eventually, without the two, Dallas is going to fall apart just energy wise in the second half.
0: Yeah, uh, I haven't filtered it down to Luca. how he's done in Denver. Uh, He's played uh, six games uh, in Denver against the Nuggets, and he's scored 25 or more points just once in those six career games. And like you mentioned, Scott, that the assist numbers are definitely there for him um, when he does play Denver. So I think that's a great call of taking the under on Luca here tonight, Uh, something I probably will entertain here tonight to add to the betting card. Um, yeah, I like Denver. there.
2: 32-and-a-half. Like, yeah. I know Luca's incredible, and I get he takes so many shots, but if a defense is going to pretty much funnel the ball out of his hands, and historically speaking, he has not had many great shooting games against Denver in the past, 32-and-a-half is just such a high number. I, I can't take the over on that. I guess yeah. I have to lean to the under.
0: Yeah, 100%. And this is a possibility where it turns into a blowout for um, – Either the team, Denver, to be honest.
2: Like yeah,
1: they got defenders. Denver, they got a yeah. few, they got KCP to throw at them. Um, Bruce Bruce uh, Bowen? Bruce I mean, not Bruce, Bruce Bowen, Brown. Bruce Brown. Bruce Bruce, Brown. They Bruce wish they Bowen, had Bruce those Bowen. great
2: defenders. Yeah, too, <laughs> yeah,
1: but, yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. They got a couple of defenders to throw at them to you know keep them off balance a little bit. Um, and like you said, that the fatigue is going to set in at altitude. I think um, on a back to back. So yeah, I, 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 I just, just want
2: to ask something by the way, since I know you mentioned before yeah. some of the great lineups involving Dallas. Is Denver better without? Porter junior on the court because it feels that way but I don't have the stats in front of me to back it up.
1: Uh I was looking at that earlier um I don't it, you would think that they were they would be worse I mean because of his offensive ability but I think defense, they'd be better
2: without him because he doesn't guard anybody.
1: Yeah, defensively they are a lot better simply because he can't guard a statue and mm-hmm. Um, offensively, they're they're pretty much about the same. It just depends on which lineup. I'll send you some of the stuff. I don't have it right in front of me, but I was looking at it because
2: I'm just assuming that Porter being out is really not as big of a deal as people make it out to be. Yeah, it's, it's not.
1: Bad. It's it's not. Yeah, it's not. They're they're much more effective with Bowen, Jokic, uh, Murray kcp and bones island and actually. brown
2: can shoot a little bit he's yeah. been better from the three-point yeah. line this season, and
1: um so. joker doesn't have to facilitate more because bruce can you know do some facilitating mm-hmm. as well jamal murray can play off ball uh so yeah that lineup is i think their most effective one uh but again bones island he's not really a defender as well so it's kind of like mm-hmm. you got to pick your poison but he can score but um yeah i think they're better with porter i mean i don't know what it, what do they do with him i mean he's always hurt like it's one of the worst contracts
2: to- in the league. I mean, yeah, you, you right. can't do anything about it. The the right. contract was terrible, and they gave it to him because mm-hmm. he got hurt in college, and he couldn't stay healthy. Right. And Then he had a good run there in the bubble, and then after that, he got injured again once they paid him a bunch of money. But I brought it up because with Luka, you know that they're going to try to switch every pick and roll, mm-hmm. and you're assuming that Jokic is going to be switched on to him, but Jokic can still give you a length. Porter would have been an absolute lost cause against Luka if they switched everything. So the fact yep. that he's not on the court you have brown and you have a couple other guys who might look a little bit better with switching i think actually helps denver's defense in this matchup so i actually kind of like the fact that porter jr is not playing
1: yeah, i'm with you
2: i'm with you
0: yeah the uh other player per up i was looking at in this game was jokic rebounds yeah. um currently he's had, what, at 16 in like half.
2: each of the last three games or something yeah
0: um and again like we've mentioned that Dallas just doesn't have the size inside to keep these guys off the boards. They've done a better job with the last seven uh, games against the center position, but Yoke is just a different animal. And, you know, like you mentioned there, Scott, three straight games where he's had 16 rebounds exactly against the Dallas uh, Mavericks. So right now, he's at 11.5 at plus one. He had plus 105. So one player prop that will be on for sure in this game. Yeah. Uh, all right, guys, anything else
1: for this game before we get into our Lock and Dog? Um, man, we got to keep riding – you know what we've been riding for about a week. Tim Hardaway Jr. three point makes five or more he, in the last four games. Did he make it last night too? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah, uh, I got the it.
0: box score. Um, yeah,
1: five it scored one thirty.
2: So I'm assuming yeah, yeah, yeah he five yeah, or yeah, nine. He,
1: yeah, he was killing it. Yeah, we got to. I, I got to keep riding it. I got to keep riding it. And um, you were talking about rebounds. Do we have anything for um, for uh, Aaron Gordon? I like his rebounds over. I'm assuming it would Six be around. Yeah, I'll take it. I'll take that. He has, um, what does he have? I think he has like over seven and eight of the last 11. If I'm not mistaken, don't quote me. I'll have to go back and uh, do it. I I might have put the wrong number up here. But he's been rebounding pretty solidly, um, especially with, you know, when Joker was out. So uh, some of those numbers might be, you know, a bit uh, inflated, but Dallas doesn't have much size inside, So I like um, Aaron Gordon to go over those rebounds as well. But,
2: by the way, as of right now, I don't see any numbers on Hardaway. So we'll, we're going to have to wait for that.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, it do not matter, man. It's, it's been cash in.
2: I'm saying the alternative. Oh,
0: alternative. Okay. Oh. Yeah. I, I don't well, see the alternative. Three and a half threes are at plus 140. Okay. Oh, yeah. oh I'm yeah. saying
2: So five, when it gets posted, should be probably somewhere in like the plus 300 range. Yeah. But yeah. I don't see that right now. So.
1: Yeah, yep. man. He's been killing it. He's been killing yeah. it.
0: All right, guys. Let's get into our lock and dog for uh, this three-game schedule here in the NBA. Zante, I will let you lead it off, my man. What do you got for your lock and dog for tonight? Uh,
1: for the lock, uh, we're going with the Denver Nuggets. We just broke it down literally seconds ago. Um, I think Dallas is a bit fraudulent, uh, and I like the spot for Denver. Um, they're coming off back-to-back losses on the road. Um they are they haven't been uh money makers, so to speak, uh ATS 11 and 12 ATS, but they are five and three at home um against the spread. So I think it's a good spot for them. Uh I would also look under in the game. Uh, but I'll take Denver and land a short number, uh four and a half uh against Dallas. For the dog, I'm going with the Lakers. Um we went over it earlier as well. I think Lakers are in a prime spot. They have to they literally have to get off to a good start with this. They have a really, really tough schedule coming up. Um, they have seven of the next – well, the next ten games, they have seven against winning records, and six of them are on the road. So it's a big uh. spot for the Lakers. You know, if they want to get into that playoff mix and stay mm-hmm. there, they got to gotta get off to a great start uh, with this road trip. So I'll take the Lakers to um, to be my dog. And, uh, yeah, let's get some winners.
0: All right. Uh, Scott, what do you got for your lock and dog? All
2: right. Uh, So for my lock, I will go to that Dallas and Nuggets game. I'm going to take a player prop. I'm going to go with Luka over eight and a half assists. Uh, At the end of the day, I do think Luka offensively is going to have to facilitate more because, historically speaking, that's how Denver has guarded him. They tried to take away his actual desire to score by sending a bunch of doubles and trapping on pick and rolls and forcing him to make decisions in terms of getting his teammates more involved than probably you want them to be because his supporting cast has not been great this season. But to go through the numbers for Luca here, uh, he has had 11 plus assists in six of the last eight meetings. And once again, that's 11 plus. I'm talking about eight and a half. Like He doesn't need to get to 11, but if you want to take some alternatives on assists, I don't mind that. But 8.5 at minus 125 for a guy who has been forced to get his teammates involved against this team in the past and for really just the fact that Luka assist-wise has been very solid lately, I do think that this number seems a bit short. I like the fact that he had roughly 7 or 8 last night in just 29 minutes because Mm -hmm. it's misleading because he Mm -hmm. didn't play the fourth quarter. He's played 29 minutes exactly on the dot the last two games. So his assist numbers have kind of cooled off because of it and I think it's a good buy-low spot on assists. Give me Luca over 8.5 assists and minus 125. All
0: right, and for your dog, what do you got?
2: So for my dog, I thought about actually taking the same game. I'm going to mention this player prop anyway. I'm not sure if I'm actually going to take it as my dog, but it was Jamal Murray, and I thought about taking his three-pointers over two and a half at plus 126. He's made at least three in four of the last five games, and Dallas does rank 22nd in opponent three-point percentage. So I thought about Jamal Murray, but I think I'm going to go for a swing for the fences here. The question is, do I want to go with the full game or do I want to go with the first half here? Uh, What do I want to go with? You know what? I'm going to go with an alternative. I'm actually going to go with neither. Screw it. I'm going to go with an alternative for a point total here. I'm going to take Anthony Davis, 30 plus points, uh, which is available. It's going to be a short plus price, but I still like it. Uh, just waiting for it to load for me I see AD 30 plus at right now uh yeah, about plus 140 I think it's a good price no, I babe. know that Cleveland was good against him the first time around but ad has kicked his love uh, kicked his playing level up a notch ever since they played and once again 44 plus points in each of the last two games had 55 last game I'll take 30 at plus 140 because I don't think anyone can guard him right now even Giannis couldn't guard him. So I'm going to go with AD over 29 and a half points, basically, at plus
0: 140. All right. No argument for me on that. Um, all right. For my lock, I am going to go with um, – let's go with the over in the Lakers and Cavs game. Seeing seen the money coming in on the over as well. Um, I think that, you know, we talked about how the Lakers – Lakers, I'm sorry, like getting up and down the floor – I think they'll dictate the pace in this game. I, I really do think so. Um, and they have also, well, like we mentioned, they put up 125 or more points in five sorry, yeah, four of the last five games and 115 plus in four of the last five or sorry, five straight games. And, you know, we talked about the game earlier that these two teams met up where it wasn't a great shooting night for the uh, Lakers, but they still finished up with 215 points despite the uh, combining that game. So I'm trying to say. So I think. Number 1 that AD and LeBron Arvin playing play, playing better if Jared Allen is not able to go in this game that's more uh easy baskets I think for the Lakers to finish around the rim and get points inside the paint. Um and I think that the Cleveland Cavaliers will also be able to knock down their three-point shots in this game and and then you know be able to score in this game as well. So I'll go with the over. Currently that's at 225 uh over on win bet. And then for my dog, I'm going to go with LeBron's assist here tonight. That number's at six and a half at plus 125 here tonight. Um, You know, we talked about the numbers, how he's been great against the Cleveland Cavaliers in his career. Uh, He goes back home to put on a show. Um, And again, with the way AD is playing, I can see a world where they are going to be forcing him to, or not forcing, but feeding him the ball. Uh, whether that's from Westbrook or whether that's from LeBron here, and again, won't be surprised like Delonte talked about earlier, where he did have that one triple double against the Cleveland Cavaliers. But you know his PRA had been going over against the Cavs as well. So uh, I'm going to go with LeBron over six and a half assists plus one twenty five as my dog.
1: Yeah, I played that triple double also. You, Scott, you said it was what fifteen to one?
2: Yeah, I Got found it. fifteen to one. Yeah, someone said ten to one. One book at fifteen, I would just fi- grab the fifteen.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think fifteen is outrageous.
2: Yeah.
0: All right, guys, that's going to do it for this edition of the NBA Gambling Podcast. Um, Make sure to follow the uh, NBA Gambling Podcast account at SGPNNBA. I know Terrell and I mentioned uh, you guys screenshotting your Spotify uh, wrap-ups from Spotify. Uh, If if we are in your top three, send us a screenshot, tweet it at us. We'll uh, get you some merch. We'll pick out a winner on the Friday episode with Scott and Terrell. So definitely keep sending those in. Definitely appreciate all of our listeners. Um and the fans of the show. Uh Delonte, anything else, my man, before we get out of here? No, nah, that's about it, man. Uh, you gonna get off the snide
1: tonight? I mean, people shouldn't be giving you a hard time. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> should be, after you hit that same we man, we did really well that Thursday with that one game. A lot yeah. of a lot of stuff cash, man. Just yeah. lay lay off the lay off my man. That's all I gotta say.
0: <laughs> Scott, anything else, buddy, before we get out of here?
2: Not really. Looking forward to going through the NFL card, uh doing the total show uh with Terrell later. Uh, Besides that, I'll be back once again on the NBA show with Terrell tomorrow, so stay tuned for that. But hopefully I'm back doing a victory lap after a sweep tonight.
0: Yep. Yep. Hopefully it's a good night of betting, even though it is just three games, but I think we handle the camp those games very well uh, for tonight. All right, guys. Like Scott said, Scott and Terrell will be back tomorrow. Uh, Check them out then. till then, good luck with your picks. Let's break these books off and let it ride.